What's up, Nubians? Welcome to Tech Nubians, part of the Geekish Network. This is your weekly deep dive into video games steeped in blackness. For those of you who don't know, Tech Nubians is your live stream and podcast hosted by Black Technology Professionals, where we discuss the what, when, and how you can get into this world of technology, specifically video games. With me today, I have our man with a million plans, Chuck. What's up, everyone? <laughs> I have our producer, Sleuther, and producer, Shanae. Hey, folks. Our marksman engineer, Leon. What's up, people? And there's somebody down here at the bottom. Is this Travis? I can't really see the face. I don't know. Wake, wake up, wake up, Travis. Going on. <laughs> <laughs> you got preemptive face palms. You know. <laughs> Wait, I haven't even gotten to talk about my Nintendo OLED yet. You can't face palm yet. I figured this was oh. a Windows, was a Windows you know update. Face palm. Is that is, is my spoiling stuff? Windows update? So I am your host, Sheree. We are Tech Nubians. We're here every week to inspire, sustain, and nurture successful creative technologists in the pursuit of Black excellence and content development. So, all right, y'all, you know how we kick this off. We do the news, and then we do a long topic. This week, we are talking about Paint It Black, representation in gaming. We want to have a good, you know, a good discussion on this. We want to have a good feel-good story for us about seeing you know a lot more representation here we got we had quite a few entries lately so give us this moment of grace just for us to talk about this (laughs) this week um but before we get into that you know we're going to do our gaming news with our news segment tech newsians so let us start this off i actually have a story to kick us off here this is about uber so uber is being sued over its uh it's racial or excuse me it's facial recognition algorithm so basically this is over in the uk um the independent workers union um in the uk announced plans this week to sue uber about their facial recognition algorithm which they say is discriminatory against people of color essentially there's a tool like like uber has like a real-time uh like id check tool and it periodically requires drivers to submit selfies through the app to check the identity and one of the members of the of the independent workers union said that he was fired after um, he uh, the system failed to recognize his face twice, and he was also able un, unable to resolve the issue. Like even when talking to like a human staff member to prove yes, this is actually me in the photo, it's like that. So um, in the complaint, they're alleging um, you know Uber's. Uh, face check ID uh, system relies on Microsoft's facial uh, API a recognition tool. And they cite like an MIT study from 2019, which talks about how um, face APIs are five times more likely um, to make errors when identifying people of darker skin colors than someone with lighter skin colors. So just wanted to kind of bring this up. What do people think about this? I mean, I don't know how many times we have to run into this same issue over and over again. <laughs> I mean, I, I have two thoughts immediately. The first thought is it used to be you couldn't get a cab because you were black. <laughs> Does that mean we've come up in the world? I don't know. No, 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 it, it makes you feel better. You still can't get a cab and you still can't get an Uber or a Lyft in certain areas. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember when I was denied, uh, you know, uh, to being able to rent an apartment because um, they pulled my background information and, and, and they said that I was uh, a sex offender. Uh, and I'm like, 
what? And so they picked it. So, so the people in the apartment complex pull up this photograph of this black dude who wasn't even me. Okay. That was, that had my same name and I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, first of all, I told you guys during this time period, I wasn't even in this state. Mm. Now I, you see my, you know, my employment history here, right? Like I'm nowhere near the state that this happened, right? Yeah. And this cat doesn't look anything like me. And, and when we're offline, I got to show you the picture because not only did this cat not look like me, it looked like this guy would just rolled around in baby powder. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> right? Ashy and on his shoulders? It, it was, he yeah, was ashy you know, like an ash. Ashy Larry was practically moisturized compared to this picture. And I swear to you, this is accurate, right? Now, I'm just tired of white people not being able to recognize black people black when people. they see them. And they now they just code programs that make that also can't recognize machine. us. Oh my goodness. Well, this is what we talk about all the time, right? We, we've said this before, like uh, computers will not save us. Right. Like no, there's, this, there's this because humans program. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. There's an incorrect mm-hmm. belief that if we can just get algorithms to decide, decide things for humans, it'll take the bias out of it. Misunderstanding the fact that the, the algorithms are created by humans. And oftentimes all you do is program that bias into it. We've seen this happen all the time. I just like, you know, all I can do is like, it's not a face palm. It's like a, a cheek palm or something going on. We're just hearing another story about, another facial recognition program that can't recognize anything darker than a brown paper bag. And it's like, cool. Now we're losing our jobs through algorithms. Police want to use them to arrest people via algorithms. I'm like, y'all, all you're doing is just push it. You're you're automating racism. Good work. So I have, I have a humorous take on this and then actually a little more to say. The humorous take is, is when I was at Microsoft and we were shipping the connect sensor, they let us take the connect sensors home. And but we had to install a special version of the OS on our Xbox, of which every time we powered on Xbox, we got a message saying we would be fired if someone who did not live in our house saw or interacted with the Kinect in any way. Every time I just want to go play some Ninja Gaiden, you will be fired, fool. Right. So we get to, so, so that's there. And then somebody figures out that the RGB sensor on the Kinect is terrible at recognizing brown people. Then we get an email saying, hey, if you are black or brown or have friends that are black or brown, ignore everything that says, get them in front of that Kinect sensor as quickly as possible. We need data. And that's actually what it boils down to. It's not that machine learning algorithms are racist. It's just that if you give it training data of a million white people and 300 black people, and those 300 black people happen to be from the felon database, it's going to think every black person is a felon, right? Diversify your data sets. Oh, my God. Right. So I think what we're going to start to see and, and this goes across machine learning, across healthcare. You see what's happening with black women in healthcare and algorithms kind of misdiagnosing them. It's the same thing is that we have to have ethics in, in verifying machine learning data sets. And I think that, that this is a position that we're going to start to see emerge in the coming years across all groups where it's just like, hey, I got this, this visual thing. I had three black people in a study. No, we don't certify that model. It's not good enough, right? So I, I think that's that's a, a, a spin on tech that we're going to see. Yeah. yeah. And Travis just sit over that picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying right now. Y- y'all can't see it, but Ow. what we will say is that I have never seen a dustier human being 
entire life. Travis, I want to see everywhere. Post it to the chat. Post it to the chat so people can take a look and go, even if you cover me with that much baby powder, I still wouldn't look like that. Actually, I've long had that photo on my phone every time Travis calls. But (laughs) this is this happened. Actually, this happened. uh, Actually, this happened a week before I met Leon. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I was gonna I, say that actually is Travis. <laughs> he does a I much mean, better I, like fa- facial skin. That incident happened. <laughs> I love how they can't, how they couldn't even be bothered to consider that. I mean, and no offense, Travis, but Travis Williams is can be a common name. <laughs> it can be like, a common name. Like there can't be more than one. We have more than one Travis Williams in some of our Facebook groups. We I just, ended up going. I ended up going. I don't want to live in a in a community. That's actually like run by idiots. So thank you for letting me know. Like yeah, right, yeah. right up. Thank you for letting me off do- dodge bullet. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, let's move on to the next story. Leon, you got something for us? Yeah. So this this is something that's near and dear to my heart. So Microsoft re- recently announced that it was going to loosen up on on the notion of the right to repair and start actually releasing schematics and data and being less hostile. Uh, to people trying to repair things. And, and this, this is huge, right? Like there've been a number of news stories. There's, there's a famous guy in New York, you know, there's, there's CBC stories where Apple said it'll take a thousand dollars to fix that MacBook, And he's like, I'll do it for 35 cents. So we, we've seen a lot of that. So seeing Apple turn around to that is great. Uh, it's great for the consumer and prices is sorry. I'm sorry. Microsoft rather. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's, it's great for consumers. It's great for the environment because the last thing we need is just throwing away computers, you know, full of all kinds of harsh metals. So we can make these devices actually last longer. Uh, so, so this, this is a really good thing and living in a place, uh, you know, living in Detroit, where people don't have the disposable income to buy a new computer every five minutes, that computer in their house may need to live a long time. So, you know, that, that, that surface uh, notebook that can now have its battery pulled out by Tyrone down the street versus having to send it in uh, could, you know, could make a big difference. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Leon said it all. I mean, that's, that's, it's awesome that, that they're moving in that direction. And, uh, Conversely, I think we saw some stories about uh, leaks around like Apple moving, like definitively not moving in that direction. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm in favor of just about anything that uh, that that uh, democratizes technology so that people can yeah. get more access and get more use to the technology that they purchase. They can learn more about it. They can be able, be able to come to their own IT. And also it's not like price gouge people on things that are like right. really easy fixes. Stuff and we know that that's um we know that like, I mean I, I I'm very much in the Apple ecosystem for stuff and I literally have I think what five iPhones in this house at some mm-hmm. point like the, like four of them are like <laughs> old models and stuff yeah. right because what do you do with it like I, there's nothing I can't like you can't recycle it or you can recycle it just basically recycling it goes into a landfill somewhere right so it's just you know anything that allows us to be able to 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 you know uh, increase the long term usage of these devices that are actually very um, very expensive and, and very durable um, is, 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 is a win. So one, one point there, though, uh, that I'd like to make just an answer to that and to anyone watching, if you have an old phone and you don't know what to do to it, do with it, wipe it and donate it to a women's shelter. Uh, a lot of times when women have to run and flee the house, they don't have control 
over the cell phone. The husband does. He cuts them off so they can always put them to good work. So I tend to just find a local that's women's smart. shelter. And that's what I donate my old phones to. Good call. That's, that's smart. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I'll admit, like some of the times, you know, when I want to, you know, upgrade technology and stuff like that. But like, you know, I don't want to have to go through the hassle of trying to figure out what to do with my old devices. I don't want to throw them away. I do kind of, you know, delay on updating. Yeah. So I've got still got my iPhone eight. <laughs> oh, Travis is starting Twitch. Look at him. <laughs> wait, 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 I want to make I want to make Travis really Twitch here. Travis, that's the reason why I got my Nintendo Switch. Double Twitch. Oh, oh. Wait, do I get a seizure out of that one? I know. I'm donating my old one to my dad, actually. <laughs> hey, that's a secret. Don't tell. Don't, don't. Yeah, well, he, if he watches our show, he'll see it. <laughs> well, will you be playing Nintendo games on that new Switch? <laughs> I, I will. I'll be playing nothing but Nintendo games. Nothing Bluetooth but Bluetooth headphones. Because that's the only thing worth playing on Nintendo platforms. I mean, Nintendo. yes, but also no, no shame here. Yes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, yes. Also, just to bolster her point, the um, the the laptop I'm talking to you folks on right now, I've had since 2015. I really would like to get a new one, but I know it's going to be a huge hassle to move stuff over from my my one device to a new device, and then I have two yeah. uh, two bricks. I have a brick in my house. <laughs> then I'll be like, what do I do with it? So. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, I, I love the idea that we're that we have um, big companies that are starting to move that direction. Oh, a big a big company that's starting to move that direction. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, um, we it, that will help uh, motivate others to to likewise uh, take up that take that under consideration. Totally agree. And speaking of Microsoft, Travis, there was some Microsoft news recently. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell us? This is the reason for the face palm at the top okay. of the show, right? Okay, look. <laughs> I got you know, I get mad when people have iPhones 8, iPhone 8 in 2021 because what are you doing with your life? Right? It's just using it for text um, and making phone calls. I'm, I'm life. on the opposite end of that spectrum. Mhm. Okay. Everything you're doing just slightly slower. <laughs> yeah. So I upgraded to Windows 11. Mm-hmm. It came out on the 5th. Mm-hmm. And my video conferencing has been paying the price. You know, um, people are moving, you know, at least five frames a second slower than they have been before. Why do I do it? I don't know. I really don't. Foolish. Totally like, foolish. It's 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 like it's it's a new thing, right? And it's a new shiny object. Maybe I'm a magpie and I like shiny objects, you know. And I just say, hey, look, shiny tech object. I, you know, let's let's check it out because I'm thinking to myself, it's Windows. Eventually, you're gonna get there anyway, right? And I don't. And I do this to myself every single time. Right. Like new Mac OS comes out. I get it. New uh, new iPhone iOS comes out. I do it every time. I, I think I deserve this. You do deserve it. I I'm mean, just, you're the only person thanks, that Jeff. doesn't doesn't read the 10 reviews saying it's going to slow down everything. <laughs> <laughs> every I, I used to do that. I think it was I had one too many instance of updating to the and this was like probably 10 years ago, updating to the newest, hottest new iOS and then spending hours trying to unbrick my phone, trying to find my contacts again, <laughs> trying to get my save data back for my games. And I said, you know what? I think I can wait now. And now I wait 
a really long time though. <laughs> but I learned yeah. I learned a hard lesson. The, the yeah. early adoption. Yeah, was I lo- really I'll, painful. Also, I'll by the way, that. I like the name Travis the Magpie Williams. I feel like that's. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should get that on a shirt. <laughs> I think of him more as the treasure golem from Diablo. That thing that just runs around like that's that's what's in my my mind. I I, I guess I just have three words for this service pack one. Wait, <laughs> wait. You know it's it, coming. It, it'll get there. And it'll be fantastic when it does. I mean, we were at an online forum, actually on Travis's online forum. And my friend said, I'm waiting until Leon upgrades. And then my senior Microsoft employee friend said, me too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. well I, all I can say is like, I'm sure that like, we're glad there's early adopters out there, Travis, because that's. Yeah. Good yeah. Fun. Yeah, I want to do it all the time, Travis. I said, let me go read the five reviews of people that that do this for a living. And I'm like, wait, it's going to slow down this, it's going to slow down that. It's for a living. I'm good. People that work at CNET, Polygon, they, they, uh, Marquise. There's a bunch of them. That okay, okay. All right. whatever. My windows are rounded uh, on the corners now. How about that? That's what he likes. It's pretty. That like that's what this is about. Aesthetic. It's, it's he's like, it looks like windows. a Mac. It's closer like to the Mac. Mac. That's that is what this is all about. It has nothing to do with anything else with Travis, right? Like, let's be clear. <laughs> I don't appreciate your tone, Mr. Pryor. Like, my correctness. It, it looks like a new Mac, but it operates like an old Mac with new software on it. You know, you know, I will admit, like sometimes I'm an early adopter, like you know, with the Nintendo OLED, but that was kind of a known quantity, to be totally honest. And let's 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 also be honest, there's not really that many changes Is for it. Really? it? Is it really? <laughs> but you bought it. I bought I mean, sure, I did. Like I said, so I bought it because I was telling my sister, I'm like, I don't need to get a PS5 right now because I don't have time to play it. I'm not gonna have time to take advantage of the Xbox uh, Series X, like the whole like Game Pass. Also, I, I have those. I do play games play. on the on the Switch whenever I have time. So I'm like, let me just upgrade my Switch. Let me send my dad my old. He, my dad's got a Switch Lite, so I'm like, this will be an upgrade for him when he gets this with the little broken this thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> an upgrade. So let's be honest. You didn't. You're not an early adopter. You got the system. We all should have waited. For. <laughs> we all should have waited for the OLED switch. Everybody. But I did. But I did buy the Nintendo Switch day one. Also. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Okay, you, yeah. I, I yeah. used to be an early adopter on all the um uh, all the video game hardware and stuff like that too. But I mean, it sort of broke my combo. This this generation broke my combo because the PS5 and the Xbox Series X were so. Freaking hard to get a hold of. I to say, I'd love to be an early adopter. I yeah, really would. yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, not only because like I just like love playing games and seeing like the new hardware that's out there and the new new technologies and innovations and what sort of differences, like what sort of game experiences, how they differentiate across platforms, but also because it's my job too. So it's always yeah. helpful so, to have, so those, what, to have so, that broad access to them. So what I'm hearing is is that you need me on that wall. That's where you need me. You need me on that wall, you know, because I provide comfort and safety. I actually safety said that for already, Travis. Is that what you're saying? I already that said that. Saying? I you said need me I... on the wall. Yes, we taking said taking a hit for all of you. I would prefer that you just say thank you 
and go about your tech business. Travis. I literally okay. said that five minutes ago, Travis. I said companies are really happy to have the Travises out there. I'm talking about y'all personally. I'm not talking about companies. I'm talking about y'all oh, no, personally. No, 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 man. You're, Travis, you're, we can you're handle those windows is your problem. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the protection. We can handle the, the OS. We can handle the truth, Travis. <laughs> here's here's what I would here's what I would say though in all in all seriousness if you are thinking about getting Windows 11 and you have a Microsoft device such as a Surface Book or a Surface laptop you're going to have more testing on that environment than other systems so you're probably going to be a lot better off than Travis's PC which was cobbled together by our boy Sheldon with with magic and whatever parts he could find I love Sheldon but it was dope. Time. <laughs> Sheldon does well, a great job. He knows had to, it's he had to click that Zoom link. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it's I have an AMD processor. That's probably a part yeah. of it. Right. You yeah. You're going to be There's you're going to be safer right with an Intel processor and Microsoft hardware. That is your safest bet today. It'll get there though. Yeah. Yes. So you have if you have this very specific setup, y'all. <laughs> well, they did announce. About. They did announce that there was some kind of problem people were seeing with AMD processors that they intend to address um, by the end of this month. We shall see. But at least, you know. Service pack one. Service pack one. Service pack one, baby. (laughs) 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 I got we got we got one more story. Shanae, you want to you want to take us home? Oh, yes. I get to talk about this story because you guys know that I, I, you know, we've, we've talked about stuff like this a few different times on the show related to work life balance and you know, how do we make sure that we manage overwork and eliminate overwork like that in the industry? It is a huge problem. Uh, We hear stories about this every few months, especially for our favorite games that are coming out. So game developer IDOS Montreal, if you don't know IDOS Montreal, they're the guys they are in Montreal and they're also the developers for um, the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy game. They just announced that they are going to a four day work week. This is some European stuff right now. Like I'm excited about this. There's actually a lot of research around like the idea of a third, four-day work week. I've even floated it at companies before and gotten really um, <clears throat> snide responses and looks and stuff like that as well. But then what they said in this is that they're going to a four-day work week, which means they're going from a 40-hour default work week to a 32-hour default work week. They're not okay. changing people's salaries. They're not changing like their structure and their working conditions. They are... They're just reducing the number of expected hours within the office for folks. Now, you know, game industry does typically go beyond 40 hours anyways, but, but even still like that's, this is a huge win, right? We start having, we start having teams that are uh, managing to a 32 hour work week, as opposed to managing to a 40 hour work week, your 40 hour work week usually gets blown up to like 50 or 60 hours, 32 hour work week might wind up going to 40 hours or something like that. That's way better than a lot of the like the death march crunch sort of stories that we hear keep coming out so um you know this is still a brand new thing for them like they said it's a it's an initiative that's a they want to try and help uh build a healthy creative sustainable work environment Uh, i personally talk about sustainable work uh (laughs) sustainable game development a lot i talked about the game devs of color just like just like last week uh and i think that this is a this is a big step like this is huge for a triple a quad a level studio to make this decision because the only other people i've ever seen move to a four-day work week were smaller independent studios probably like you know in less than 100 people so this is this is huge i'm hoping it'll start like a i don't know an avalanche (laughs) revolution revolution the the good type of revolution yeah yeah you you Um, think they'll you you think they'll be able to test for amd processes on a four-day week (laughs) (laughs) maybe they'll just cut them On that's that the QA day, group. they can cool off so that it can still run. <laughs> <laughs> now that's it's, it's really interesting, actually, as a concept because I assumed when I first saw the story, I assumed they were going from a five day 
you know, 40 hour work week to a four day, 40 hour work week. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, we're going from eight hour days to 10 hour days, but they're That's actually cutting a whole day. Mm hmm. Yeah, That's, they're actually they're actually cutting it down to 32 hours a week. It'll yes. never happen over here. <laughs> so, I, I think I think what's going to happen here. So so one thing I do in my day job, one thing we have is we have uh, Thursday afternoons are are called no meeting time. Right. It's a no it's a no man zone where no one can schedule you for anything. And the idea there is like, go get things done. Right. Stop having meetings, talking about work and do the work. So I think even for people that don't actually take the fifth day off, they'll be able to use it to just catch up, be productive, be quiet, get things done. Nobody for, can schedule different things. So that'll work. For those that, that uh, as Shanae was saying, there's also a whole lot of data that shows that when people are on a four-day work week, they don't slack off as much. They get their junk done in those four days and, yep. and, they're, and, they're, and they're it. That's they're it and they're, that's done. So I think either is a win, right? Like I can either choose to use that fifth day is, is my catch-up time or, you know, I'm, I'm just more focused, right? And I think people are going to start having questions just like, can this meeting be an email? You know, it's also uh, you know. amazing about a, 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 a the 32 hour work week as well, is that that means that you get uh, one of the days off, theoretically, is a weekday. We all know like having the weekend off, having the Saturday and Sunday being the default days off is great sometimes, but it's also super useful when you can do things on a weekday because there are things that you often need to do in order to keep I your life running. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you're trying to like, you know, if you're trying, you have to do it in the middle of your workday or like rush at the end of your workday and just having a day off in the middle of like, in the middle of like just that is a weekday where like government offices are open, <laughs> where you can yeah. run errands, you can go to the bank right. at a reasonable time. Like those things are great. Vote, yeah, you, know. you see, you see where you're wrong, though, here is, is that if everyone has a four day week, <clears throat> we're back to where we started. <laughs> is that is that your best counter argument, Travis? Well, well I'm saying like if everyone has a three day weekend or, or, or something of that nature. Yeah, I, I mean, we're going to have the same was, I don't think that was the argument. <laughs> Travis, you're the villain for the Incredibles. If everyone is super, no one is, right? Yeah. 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 Well, here's the thing, right? Bank works bank hours. <laughs> we're yeah. not hearing about banks working death march crunch and working like 18-hour days. We're not hearing about people at the eyeglass like working 18-hour days. Mm -hmm. But the mm -hmm. game industry, like this is a like this is a, a, a recurrent theme within games. Like I know that even like, what was it, earlier this year, maybe it was last year when people were talking about last of us Two being up for game of the year there were a lot of um a lot of the big press uh, that were coming out and saying wait a second you know we we keep saying that we are anti you know this this whole death march crunch thing and we know we've heard the stories come out of these big companies and including last of us Two. Are we like, are we really living our values to say like, hey, this is game of the year, but look at how many people's lives we had to blow up in order to make this game of the year. Right. So basically, like, I don't think this is going to solve everything or anything like that. In fact, I even have a little skepticism when they said, hey, maybe they said they don't know how to, they're going to they plan this new thing. They said, maybe we'll do shorter meetings. And I'm like, the only thing you have control of the scope. <laughs> just yeah. Right, right. The time just got killed. Yeah, right. you're not going to be like, oh, we need a, a one hour meeting. So we'll just do a half hour meeting and that will get us an extra day off. No, that's not going to work. You're just going to have another half hour meeting later. Like what you really need to control is your scope. But anyhow, I, I find it. Yeah. Anyone I, I find taking it. any kind of like like plausible like actions and steps towards trying to make a change. And this is a big one. I, I just find it. I, I just find it. You know, strange that the movie industry isn't up in uh, up in arms the way that the way that tech 
is up in arms about this because they work just as just as hard, if not harder. Yeah. Especially yeah. effects. Um, and um, it's it's a different industry. They work a little differently. Compensation's a little different, but it you know it 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 just doesn't have the same. You know, like people aren't up in arms. I don't know why either. And I've worked in both. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not sure. So it would be interesting to f- figure out why that's the case. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you heard about the IATSE strike that is literally going on right now? <laughs> like they are up in arms about it. Like literally, like this is actually a strike that is yeah. going on this week um, because they're also like the the way that the that the way that movies uh, and TV have been uh, impacted by the pandemic has s- significantly impacted um, the, the the financials for folks who are working in that industry. So, uh, also incidentally, like they have unions. <laughs> yes. yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> but they do have unions too, and that's actually part. That's actually what this is. The union strike right now is going on because yes. the current situation is untenable for folks. Yeah, we've just never it, had a union either. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a job I once had at a streaming service company. And they had no fixed hours. And the organization that I was a part of respected when you took time whenever you needed to take time. Mm -hmm. So you can come in when you want to not come in, say, hey, I'm going to be I'm going to be offline for these five hours today and my four hours this time because I had something to do with my child or I had to get my eyes examined and I have a list of things. They didn't care because they were like, it's not the amount of time that we have of yours it's you getting the work done. Um, we we set everything by goals the task you're getting done and just get them done we don't care what's the name of that company just out of curiosity just for uh you know (laughs) netflix just for research just for research netflix and netflix that little one (laughs) yeah yeah it's a little company called netflix and it was their culture memo and the organization i was a part of was very radical on the culture memo Mm. freedom and responsibility yeah you know a uh, 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 complete open where you actually talk to people if you had any problems with somebody you get up and walk over and talk to them yeah now go into a little booth and talk about it hammer it out don't come out until you get it done because we don't need any swirl inside the company mm-hmm. our organization was uh, she ran it with uh she regina ran it like there's no swirl inside of our company not yeah. in our org and so you don't have to attend every meeting. We have like 50 meetings every hour. And they're like, are you going to me? Like, no, I'm going. I'll go for the meeting. They're like, oh, cool. Keep the notes. And we all had Google Docs. We all live update Google Docs. I'm not even in the meeting. And I can live update the notes I'm getting on the doc as it's going on. And somebody would ask that question for me. Nice. It was smart. It was really that, smart. That is smart. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, and hopefully maybe we can start seeing like more companies that will, you know. Yeah. Take- We'll start trying to like, you know, be a little innovative with this. Cause I mean, the comment you made before Leon, where you mentioned about like, you know, most people can get their work done. The five, the work they do in five days, they can get done in 40. I think about every time when I go to schedule a meeting and someone's like, should I schedule this for an hour? And I'm like, no, because if you schedule for an hour, the meeting's going to take an hour. If you schedule it for like 30 minutes or 15 (laughs) minutes, if you can handle it, then we can get stuff done. We'll get in there and do stuff. So I kind of look at it that way too. Um, all right, I think we are we are through our news. So let us go on to the long topic for today, where we are talking about painted black yes. representation in gaming. Ooh. <laughs> so Ooh. you know, I'm I, you know I've been really kind of excited mm. to talk a little bit about this this story here, right? Because I mean, we are seeing a lot more uh, you know recent examples in the news, right? Of a uh, of uh, games where we have very clear, unapologetic 
black representation, you know? Um, I think we talked on the show maybe like, you know, a couple of weeks ago before about like uh, Deathloop, which, you know, just recently released where you actually have not one, but two black main characters. One's a man, one's a woman. Crazy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Holy crazy. I know. Crazy. Um, and then you have the character Agrabota from God of War, which, you know, I know folks were a little up, <laughs> some folks were a little up in arms on it, but it's just like, we are seeing more examples and stuff like that of actual, like authentic feeling. I should say like uh, examples of, of, uh, black characters it's like that and I guess you know I just want to start this conversation off a little bit um, maybe we can kind of just talk about why like why is this important you know like why are we seeing this now and why do we feel like it's important so I'm just gonna throw this question out here to everybody what are what are folks thoughts on this you're seeing it because um, gaming has gotten to a point where I feel like uh and I think the industry feels that way too, that you've marketed to every single white male that you could possibly market. To, <laughs> right. Um, and that you, you can't get blood from a stone. Right. Um, and you need to widen your audience. Um, yeah. Women, women play video games. Um, as a matter of fact, they make up the, the, the majority of gamers on the mobile site. Um that black people play uh, video games. I mean, you know, video games have been getting rap shout outs since the eighties. Um, you know, uh, and, and, and now we're, we're at the point where we're at the table where, you know, we've got a seat and uh, you're starting to see these black creators, uh, you know, black coders, black designers, uh, black artists, and we want to be seen. Yeah. And um, I, I actually remember when I was at, uh, magically, and um, we were trying to come up with a, a a character, and we got all these drawings back um, from from the art team, and <laughs> and I looked at all the the you know the main character, um, and it was all this white you know this white woman, and I said, does the industry need another white woman in a game? And they were like, nope. yeah, no. And, and, and we immediately changed her to a brown woman, you know, and, and, and I found that to be fascinating, you know, and, and, and I don't think anyone would have asked that question were I not in a room. Yeah. You know, Travis, I'm, I'm reminded of a story, you know, a lot of people don't realize that this is the 20th anniversary of the original Xbox, uh, uh, either coming up or, or ju it just occurred. And, and when Xbox was first revealed at GDC, there was this, there was this pre-made video that was based on the rendering powers of Raven and Rex. And it was this black woman doing Kung Fu and she was being shadowed by this 40 foot robot behind her and everybody thought it was cool, but it was just, it was just a, a demo. And somebody was like, Hey, we should make a game. And they're like, yeah. So, so my studio went off to make a game. They picked the developer, they went off and they did some character context. And when it came back, Raven was Britney Spears, right? Like, like long straight hair, white as you could be. And, and the black employees were like, really? Like, this is, this is what you're going with. Right. So, so yeah, mm -hmm. I, I've seen yeah. that. I think we've all seen it firsthand. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, Britney Spears. I think yeah. I think it's also worth noting. I mean, you know, we when we talk about uh, we hear we hear uh, companies talk about diversity, equity, inclusion. Most of the time, they talk about it in the scope in the scope of 
recruiting and stuff too, right? Yeah. Um, it's actually really important to have black and brown folks, to have women, to have LGBTQ, to have representation behind the scenes, like making the games and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So I think we're starting to see this more. I think we're starting to see representation not only because um, <laughs> companies ran out of folks to advertise to and they have no choice, which is a true, which is true, um, but also because you see folks, like, there are folks who are pushing from within. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Travis mentioned that he, he asked that question of like, Hey, can we like, like have a non-white character? Is that okay? Like yeah. the same sort of thing, right? Like I, I can tell you a story of a, you know, multiple games that I've worked on where, you know, they'll have a black character, but you know, first of all, the, the slider only goes so black. Like sixteen creams kind of thing. <laughs> too black of a hair. Like it looks like someone standing in a shadow, right? <laughs> you're like, that's the black, and but the hair, the hairstyles. Have, they have no ethnic hairstyles yeah. and have no ethnic features yeah. for any of the characters. So you looks like, so all the, all the black characters just look like a white character that was designed. And then somebody just like used a brown crayon and colored them in. And the hair is always like, Oh, don't worry. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a relaxer. They all have relaxers. I'm like, okay. So like what? Like I can never represent for, for years. I could never represent myself in games. I still usually can't if I keep my hair this fancy represent myself in games. And my like, for black women, especially our hair is part of our identity. Like if y'all have not read all like, there's so many, so many stories that come out every few months where someone somewhere in the world, usually in America, because America, you know, is America is politicizing black women's hair. Uh, saying it's not professional or cutting off some poor little girl's hair, like cutting off her, her um, locks at a, at a, at a freaking daycare or like, there's always something like that. Wrestlers locks, wrestlers locks, you know, like things like that. Uh, And, and this, of course, because everything in America has historical roots in, in our historical racism, like you go back and you start to study this and you start to realize like, oh, it's not just hair. And mm. so until we can get a point where I can get my hair represented, like, can I look and see a kinky twist option? If I never get a kinky twist option. <laughs> then but, we're but, not yeah. our mountains off. Yeah. But that's the chick, but that's the chicken and the egg here though. Right. Like you, you've illustrated it very eloquently. No game developer is going to get that right. Unless they have black women working there to help them basically say, let's talk about the hair. Right. Like you'll never, if you got a bunch of dudes, they are not going to write dialogue for women that passes the Bechdel test because they're dudes. Right. So, so diversity is what empowers that. Right. And it also keeps you from making a stupid mistake. Right. If you have people who basically say, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing that. So um, yeah, you know, it's really a chicken and the egg. You're not going to get the representation right unless you have that representation as part of your creative team. That, that said, I don't think we should let people off the hook with it. Right. Because no, like, no, we should definitely, like there there are there are different ways in order for folks to approach this and stuff too like i i often say like hey if you don't have black folks working at your company first of all you should get some black folks working at your company what's going on it's 2021 but also like there are ways to like you don't have to be from a group in order to represent something but in order to get that authenticity you do need that voice in the room there are plenty of people you can pay they don't have to be on the permanent payroll there's lots of consultants out there there's sensitivity readers there's folks who can make sure that you don't walk out there and stub your toe and look ridiculous and have your characters only speaking in like what a 1970s jive what you think black folks sound yeah. like yeah. introducing tech nubians consulting <laughs> well you know it's 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 funny it's funny because i remember you know early in the you know in the 90s when daikatana came out 
and they had a character. Wow. And his name <laughs> was Superfly Johnson. <laughs> now, first of all, you knew yeah. that without looking at the character, you knew he was black. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and without looking at the dev team, I knew nobody black was there yeah. because nobody black would say that's that a great be. name because that's essentially a name for a spectacular penis. And I don't understand why that would be allowed in, 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 in your game. Now, as you know, the polar opposite, when I look at Duckley, right. And I said that it was a black main, you know, two black main characters. You know, mm-hmm. and I and 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 I remember when I saw that it reminded me of Under the Cherry Moon uh, movie by uh, you know with Prince. With, with Prince and, and and Jerome and when Jerome said he hates uh, he hates stupid people and if you follow a stupid person home knock on the door and watch somebody stupid answer the door right yeah and so when I saw two main black characters in Death Loop I knocked on the door and guess what I found. Mm-hmm. A black creative lead. <laughs> that part. That part. Yeah. No, it was really interesting. I remember watching the trailer for that. I'm like, oh, it's a black guy. It's like you know, the lead character. And then like when they did the reveal of like of his you know chief antagonist, a black woman. I was like, double take. I'm like, whoa, wait. You Is, can't have the same of them. I know, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Is that allowed? That's crazy. I'm like, look. I'm like, have I slipped into another universe? Am I in Miles Morales' universe now? Is everything black? It, it, we. we- we talk about having black creatives in uh, being in the studios. We also need white people to stop blocking black creatives when yeah. they have them in a studio. There's a lot of blocks that go up. Yeah. They'll have a well, lead gameplay designer, but we can't actually influence character design. But this this level designer has been there for two months. And I've been there for 13 years can say, I don't like his hair. We should change his hair. They're like, yeah, we should change his hair. And I come in, it's like, I'm here for 13 years. Can we make them black? They're like, oh, well, that's a step too far. Can I comment too, combat. by the way, if for anyone who has played or has not played Deathloop, uh, I, I put I put a couple hours into it. It's a fantastic game, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, really fun, really really tight, and really 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 dialed in for like the all the the gameplay techniques and the, the gunplay. But the thing that like I was like I got a code for it. I'm like downloading. I'm like mm, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this game, but I give it a shot. And let me tell you, within the first five minutes, within the first with the VO. Yes, writing it and whoever was voicing it and just the chemistry between the two characters between Colt and Julian, I was like. I am sold. Like I love this because he hits like he wakes up on a beach and he's just like, shit. <laughs> you know, it's like he's doing those intonations, you know, that like we all we all know and we recognize and we're like, it's not just like someone's saying, Oh yeah, this this really sucks. I'm on the beach. He's like, oh, I'm on the beach. And you're like, man, that sounds like someone in my family. <laughs> I think so, I, can I ask I, a question here real quick to, mm-hmm. to folks? Because I mean we're talking about like creating this authentic experience, right? Um, you know, and Deathloop, we've talked about as an example, is like, we're all feeling like this is like, really feels like an authentic experience. Um, and it's got rep- like a, 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 a glut of representation, you know, even unexpected. It feels like a glut. <laughs> I, I, well, it feels like a glut. Yeah, it's not really a glut. But, yeah. um, but question, like, so who do we feel like, like what do we think about in terms of like the demographics? Who are these games for? I guess is my question, right? For gamers. Well, true, but I guess like historically, right, when we've seen like, for instance, in movies, 
And even we've seen in games, right? It's been like, well, we can't have, you know, like this kind of character here because like people won't want to play that kind of character, right? Like yeah. we've seen in movies where they're like, we do this to ourselves. We, got- we do this to ourselves, Sheree. And, yes. and, and, and what yes. I mean by we do this to ourselves is, is that, um, and everyone here um, is a tech professional. <clears throat> and so we laugh about it, okay? But we do it to ourselves. And what I mean by uh, us doing it to ourselves is when we're at work, okay, in the office, and a bunch of us are in, uh, a bunch of us are collecting uh, ourselves and, and, and talking amongst ourselves, we always make the joke oh man, there's a lot of us in this area. We should probably break up <laughs> yeah. right? because mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so it's that it's, it, that's the mentality. I, I mean, I mean, we laugh because it's funny, but we also laugh because it's true. Right. And, 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 and so the thing about it is, it's like, we're in the position sometimes to make these things happen. And I think enough of us sort of look at it as pretty daunting and don't go the full route. Right. Because we think that we might be criticized. We might be ostracized. We you know, there's something there's something that's holding us back. And I say, you know, and I'm telling and I'm saying this because I want to speak to black creatives who might be listening to this or or who will listen to this and say, be bold, be daunting. Make your character back. There's 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 a comment that Travis made that I I famously violently agree with as much as painful as that is for me. Uh, and, And and Travis said we're not looking for black characters who are great. We're looking for great characters who happen to be black. Right. And, and, and that's it, right. The black Panther was a fantastic movie that was accessible to all. Yes. There were details that we as members of this ethnic group saw, but, but all my white comic book friends love black Panther. Right. They love Shang-Chi. Right. Uh, You know, did I get all the Chinese references? Hell no. Right. But, but, but I knew they were there. Um, you know, and, and, and a great example of that, I always go back to Luke Cage. There's just one line in Luke Cage, which I loved when, when, when they let the, there's just one point where this police chief let her sorority sister go. And she said, you let the bad guy ski we on right out of here. And I fell out of my chair, <laughs> dying laughing, right? And, and yeah. if you are not familiar with black sororities and fraternities, that went over your head, right? And it was it was a great detail. It didn't detract from the story that they were telling. It was fine. And that's how you do it, right? And, and, and that's where we have to insist. We have to insist, as Travis said, to have that representation. But the representation itself, you know, isn't what's important, right? That's how you get Superfly Johnson or whatever the hell his name was, right? Um, you know, what's, what's, what's important is, is is having that character there and then flushing that character out with the details that make makes them come across as authentic. But otherwise, tell the damn story. Isn't there mm-hmm. something though to be said for us getting to a place where we don't have to always tell perfect, amazing black stories? I've seen so many terrible movies with nary a black character. Yeah, but but I mean they're they're but with white characters, it's like that, and those they make like millions, billions of dollars. Um, I always feel like. Have you seen a Medea? Come on. <laughs> but, but that, 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 that's a Chris Rock said was the Holy whole Grail, catalog. right? Like Chris <laughs> Rock was okay, a, the you, Holy Grail. I give you the example. How about like you know? Um, I, I remember when um, when Captain Marvel came out. A lot of people were really upset that Captain Marvel. Um, I mean, there were folks who were upset about Captain Marvel just in general. But Captain Marvel made a billion dollars, and folks were upset online because they're like, it really wasn't that great a movie. And I'm like. Do you think Michael Bay's movies are good? 
Would they make a billion dollars? Maybe we've kind of reached a little bit, like maybe we've gotten to like a new level of consciousness where we can have a movie that's not that great, but still makes a million dollars. I feel like I mean, I'm not, I'm not speaking out against black excellence. Cause I think it's, <laughs> right? maybe that's the mountain. I'm also like, it's like, wouldn't it be great if we didn't always have to be on and be perfect yeah. and be better than yeah. everyone else and still be able to make that money. Well, and then also, I mean, I, 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 I both agree and I have like a, a, a slight bit of nuance. I want to add to, 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 to Travis's statement too, about like, we don't want black characters who are great. We want great characters who happen to be black. I want both <laughs> to be totally honest. Right. Like I've said like one of the things that, that often stops um, non-black creators from implementing black characters or having like diversity and representation is they have this fear that they're going to get it wrong and they're totally going to get it wrong. Even if they have black people in the room, even if they have black folks who are, uh, who are consulting, like you're going to get something wrong somewhere, use it as a learning experience, but where they re- usually really go wrong with the representation is they sort of just, they, they sort of, they don't go all in and out. They half-ass it. They're just like, okay, we're going to put one black character we got a representation right and then that one black character represents all blackness in their game and it's probably a stereotype and then so all the the only black representation in your game is stereotypical representation so like this is this goes to what my sister was saying about like you know having to always have this feeling that we always have to have representation it has to be perfect representation and that's what shy, like, has a lot of people shy away from it my counter wow. to that, what i always say is like the solution to imperfect representation is not less representation, it's more representation. Give me the imperfect folks and give me more of them. And then I have more different ways to be black. I always go back to the, the show. It's a terrible show. I know it's over now, but you know, I'm dating myself a bit, but Empire. <laughs> Empire, if you looked at the individual characters in that TV show Empire, many of them would be the stereotypical character, be the one black, friend, the sassy black girl, or like the the hood, right? You know, all this kind of stuff, right? But the fact they had all those characters together in a single show meant they were showing there's there's a lot of different ways to be black. It's not just Cookie. It's not just you know whatever the rooms were. It's like it's like there's lots. It's not just Porsche. It's like there's lots of different ways to be black. And so that's why I want to challenge folks with is like don't go for the perfect. Go like go for something that was authentic because like like since stereotypes the problem with stereotypes um where where they hit us is when it's the singular representation of that identity within your entire media. I I, I don't um I'm gonna push back against the perfect representation period <laughs> because there is none. I think, per- um, I think, yeah, I think perfect is important. yeah um yeah yeah, I, yeah I, I'm just saying there 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 is none and I think that. Uh, you know the 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 lack of nuance is 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 possibly sometimes the greatest thing that we you know <laughs> we struggle against is that you know black people are allowed to be nuanced uh, there you know you can you can be uh, a black conservative Republican don't know why but you can be right <laughs> um, over there somewhere but yeah yeah they're 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 over there right there's there's um we we should we should be allowed that and I and I think that you know in that in that statement. And the reason why that statement was so important to me is because um, when when you focus on your characters being them, and then they just so happen to be that, you get these weird sort of um, you know uh, bonuses uh, as to say your your children, the people who really haven't been brought up to see racist behavior or you know or prejudiced behavior. Um, start looking at these people as their heroes. And that's why sometimes the, 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 
this was a good two years ago. I never seen so many white kids dressed up like Miles Morales in my entire life. And it made me proud that they didn't care that this was a black Latino. He was just badass and a hero mm-hmm. that just so happened to be a black Latino. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually may know the answer why. So Halloween is really big in Detroit. And if you come up to our house dressed as the Black Panther, Dora Milaje, or Miles, you get a full-size candy bar. So it may be... <laughs> It should be. <laughs> it should be. But yeah, no, I mean, I, so this was a, this is a yes and thing, right? Like, I'm I want representation no matter where we can get it, and stuff like that too. I want people to I want people to to not be afraid to take those steps, but also recognize that you have a duty. Like, if you were doing this just for like just purely for yourself, so that for your own ego, well then, you know, you're probably a problem anyways. But yes, we're doing this from there's a financial. I refer to it as a financial imperative and the moral imperative. Mm. Right. They, they're both they're both there. Whether or not you choose to engage in the moral imperative you know, at the company level, that's your own thing. But there is a moral imperative towards this. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I think it I think, yes, there, there is a high standard for when we talk about representation. Like, you know, I've talked with friends and, and they said, well, what if we just try a whole bunch of things and see what works? I'm like, well, you need to be slightly more thoughtful about it than that because we're talking about real people, their real experiences, and you can't just be like, let's throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. Like that can actually yeah. do real harm. At the same time, the fact that you could get it wrong shouldn't stop you from like engaging in it, but you should pursue it the way that you pursue anything else that you have a creative standards for, which is you should try to get it right. You should do your best. You should put money behind it. If you're like, if you have, we see people like they set their games in like Spain or, you know, in Korea or in some place they've never actually really been. And they pick up the entire dev team and they all get on a plane and they do research, <laughs> trips, right? Yeah. You know, and like, cause they, because they're actually investing in it. They want to make sure that it feels authentic. They want to make sure that it feels real. And then instead, when they say, I'm going to do a story about a black trans character and they don't, the only research they do is they watch Pose or they don't do anything. Thing. They don't do any research. They're just like, well, I, I assume their experiences will be this, right? And then they wonder why they got it wrong. So that's what well, my challenge. Make a character like, with their experience, and they just poses kind of good, though. Exactly. I know why. It poses actually. I really poses like excellent. <laughs> but the point is, though, right? Like, like use the same level of care and standard that you would use with anything else that you're trying to research and that you're trying to represent authentically when you're also trying to represent this this melanin. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, this is a fabulous discussion. We got to keep talking about this. I know there's some other things I want. <laughs> there's so many other things I want to talk about on this. Um, but I do want to close up our, our, our topic for today. I just want to do a quick um, question for folks, because I don't think we've asked for a little bit. What is everybody playing right now? Chuck, what are you playing right now? I'm going to start with Deathloop. I haven't started it, but I'm going to start it today. Do it. Just listening to the conversation today, I have it. It's been sitting for a couple of weeks. That's what I'm going to do. Do it. Do it. Mm -hmm. I've been watching my sister play Death Loop, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the one who's like, uh, just like when she was playing RE7, or we were were playing it together, but she's actually playing, and I'm like, you know, looking at. Yeah, I'm like giving suggestions from the sidelines, you know, so I'm delaying her. I had to fight Jack in the, in literally the worst boss battle I've ever seen. It was a terrible, it was a terrible boss. 
Yes. So, Sinead, what are you playing? I know you're playing Deathloop. You playing anything else? You know, I'm playing Deathloop. Uh, I'm actually going to be starting uh, Metroid Dread this weekend mm-hmm. as well nice. because it's Metroid, and I'm so excited to play another Metroid game, especially one that returns back to the um, the 2D, two and a half D. I don't know what they're what they're calling it. it's like that too, but like yeah, draws from that sort of that sort of, that whole like basis and stuff too. That style, Leon. What you got? Uh, I have not been playing Deathloop because I didn't realize it was also on PC because I refused to pay ten thousand dollars for a PlayStation Five. Uh, but I will play it on PC. Five thousand now. <laughs> but yeah, I know, right? But I just downloaded Metroid Dread on my Switch, which will be next on my list. There you go. Nice. There you go. Travis, you playing Metroid Dread? I'm playing the Loop of Death. You playing the Loop of Death? <laughs> The game looks, I mean, like I, I, I watched my sister play it and it's, you know, it's fabulous. There's yeah. so many. Just I've, I've been playing Hades, but this would be a good break oh, from Hades. I love that game. It so is cool. I think Deathloop will probably be, it'll be easily be up for game of the year. There's so many beautiful mm-hmm. things about that mm-hmm. game, not only from the characters they've developed, the gameplay itself is very tight and very, very dialed in. The sound design I was talking to my sister about last night, it's just like their ambiance and everything is beautifully, like just beautifully arranged. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Play it, play it in 7-1, play it in all the surround sounds, do all, like just buy this game. It's great. Yeah. Also, you get to play as two black characters. <laughs> I mean, Imagine. what else do you need? Honest. What else do I need? <laughs> and by the way, I know we didn't get a chance to really touch on it in our discussions like that, but like, I, I, we, I saw a story when I was looking at articles earlier this week um, that was talking about how uh, someone saw some job postings for uh, Beyond Good and Evil for that that remake or whatever for it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, I think the story was just basically like getting our hopes up again. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like what happened to this game? Because I remember watching the trailer for that. Like I was sitting in a room at, like, at my job. Like we had like reserved a conference room for the couple of gamers that were that work there. And we were just like, we're just going to stream like E3 or whatever it was. And when that came on and I just like, my mouth just dropped. I was like, beyond good, mm-hmm. please make this, please actually make this game. So I'm looking really, really looking yeah. forward. We've been waiting for the Beyond Good and Evil for how many years now? About a decade? Uh, yeah. A little more than a decade, actually. I think, more, it was, I think. It was like yeah. 2005. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. I'm so really excited funny. for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we didn't hear anything about it in this past E3, if I recall correctly. It's been, it's been no. a couple uh, of years. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very quiet. I think that's why people were like, oh man, is it vaporware? But but yeah. they saw the job posting, so maybe not. But just, um, yeah. I, I'm playing ActRaiser right now, the new ActRaiser Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, I might switch over to Metroid Dread on my on my uh on Travis's favorite system right here. <laughs> um but that's what I'm playing right now is 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 ActRaiser. So the new one? it's travis's favorite system here well okay all right well everybody thank you so much for all the discussion as usual always a fabulous discussion discussion like i said i really want to get a chance to kind of touch back on this topic because we are seeing i guess a lot more of these examples and we know we know why it's important um particularly for like having you know uh you know expanding the gamer base um and creating more authentic experiences so we will touch back on this but right now i'll close up the show i want to give a shout out to digital click for all the creative they provide for each and every one of our shows if you want to learn more about tech nubians hit up technubians.com that's t-e-c-h-n-0-0-b-i-a-n-s.com please follow us here on twitch and if you like our vibe 
And we know and you. And we know you do. You do. If you want to learn more about and you want to learn more about game development and everything geek, please consider subscribing to the channel. Also, you can follow us on all socials. We're on all major platforms. Um, yeah. So anything, everyone, have a great rest of the weekend, and we will see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Peace. Peace.